it's April, and we're here again today, Tony and I, to talk a little bit about our pets and uh, talk to Veronica a little bit and ask her some questions. Um, I hope you enjoy the show today. Um, Well, it's been quite a week with all the pets and everything, and I have to report that Little Miss Marple is quite the surprising little thing. When I adopted her, I know I've told you all the story about how I adopted her first for my neighbor Jeanette, but she's 90-something and she couldn't handle this dog because this dog is a runner. So she has to be monitored and not trusted <laughs> at all because she'll she'll take off like a shot. But she's had a really hard time of it. When I adopted her, they told me she had cancer, that I shouldn't adopt her. She's too old, blah, 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 you know, on and on. And I was really hell-bent at the time to adopt her because Jeanette was 92, 93 years old. And I said, we don't need this dog for the next 10 years. We just need this dog for a little while. So if the dog is sick, we'll deal with it. So I adopted her anyway. Everything that they said that was wrong with her when I took her to my vet, (laughs) he said, well, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. And on the blood test that they took with her at the time came back perfect. So he said, no, this dog does not have cancer. He said, what this dog does have is a bad back, you know, so the spine is a little bit odd. He said, but other than that, she's fine. Now, at the time, I didn't know if I wanted to believe it, not believe it. I said, well, we'll just see what happens. And here we are approaching a year later, and Miss Marple is coming into her own. She eats well. They're supposed to be. It's like somebody put a, um, what do I call those, greyhound legs on her. The legs don't go with the rest of her body. So she's a little odd in her structure. But she's come around. Her health is good. She's eating well. She's getting even along with Biddy and Nellie, who now have accepted her. And they all sleep together, all cuddle up and everything, which I absolutely love because I don't think Marple had that before. So I'm saying to you that when you go and you adopt a dog and they tell you certain things, go check it out for yourself. Don't believe what they tell you because it may not be true. They may be speculating or they may say, oh, this one thing looks this way, so we're making this deducement that it's all going to be this. Marple's going to be is going on thirteen. Um, she's you can tell she's you know an older dog, but she um, she's happy. She's not in pain. I'm handling that with some CBD oil that Mark gave me. This inflammation stuff that seems to be helping her a lot. She gets around. She's happy, and I'm happy. So, anyways, Tony, how are your little munchkins over there? They are all good. Uh, knock on wood, we're moving along. Uh, QQ is getting a lot more affectionate. Uh, she doesn't like to be alone. This is a cat that when the dogs go to the dog park, she waits for them at the window. Um, so everything is good. Duke had a bath this week, which is always a big deal. Um, uh. it all, well, not, next I have to do Alex, will, which will be a bigger deal than Duke. Other than that, we're all good. Oh, that's good. Is it is it getting nicer there, weather-wise, or is it still kind of windy? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like this weekend, they're predicting snow, Um, but this week has been wow, about the, almost 40. the end of March. <laughs> I know. <laughs> With the snow. <laughs> I know. So, wow. you know. Having a late winter back there. Yeah, but you have to remember, I don't like summer. 
I like winter. You don't like summer? Oh, no. you like the winter. Oh, that's no. because of all the people that come up there. Well, yeah, with that and plus, I don't like the heat. And years ago, when I was younger, I would love more heat, the better. Now it's like, oh, my uh, God. There's humidity, summer. correct? Uh, not as bad in Maine. I mean, okay. we have it, but it's not as bad. Okay. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, oh, I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go get Veronica and see uh, what she has uh, to say today. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, as always, great questions, and as always. I encourage you to write in to innerwhisperradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Shane. If we come into this life as a healer, have we been healers for a few of our incarnations, or is this chosen in each life we have lived? Well, we say once a healer, always a healer. There are energies that are aligned with that. Some are more artistic, but there are groups of healers that incarnate. Um, it, usually if you're a healer type, you tend to do it just about every time you come into the reality in the incarnational process. The energy says that um, you can choose, though, what you if you want to participate in it or if you'd rather focus on something else. But once you start participating in the reality with your healing abilities, you usually attempt to do it every time. There are exceptions, but you don't just pick it randomly out of thin air, oh, I'm going to be a healer this time. It's usually because you are a healer. There are energies that come in to fight battles. There are energies that come in to study. Some come in to, for the spiritual well-being. Some come in to fight battles. Some, some come in to be artistic. And some come in to be healers. And healers are well needed in the reality, as you all know. Okay. All right, Veronica, our next question is coming from Susan. You have told us the life force of a dying tree moves into another close by. Does most plant life share this ability? There is an interconnected force, and it's with the roots. The roots all come together and can, in a connected form. So it's not like if there's a tree, you know, dying, it does, the life force doesn't jump from one tree to another. It comes down through the roots and goes through the earth and into the roots of the tree or bush or flower next to it. Now, trees, bushes, they all have that ability. Sometimes flowers and herbs and things don't have the root connection to be able to do that properly, and they sometimes miss out on the opportunity to cross their consciousness to another. But yes, very much so. A dying energy of a plant or a tree will move through the roots to another one to continue on in its reincarnational participation. So yes, it is true. All right, our next question is coming from Catherine. My, my mother passed away 
August 23, 2022. I have asked her to send me answers to two questions I asked of her. Was she the one who answered me or was it my imagination? It was your mother. Oh, a lot of times in the linear, those who are wishing to connect to those who have crossed feel like, I feel like I'm making this up. Am I really hearing this? And that is because you've all been trained that there is this huge wall between eternal and physical. And we think the more you understand that there is a fluidity between the two, if one focuses, then this wouldn't be quite the stretch that it is for some people where they say, oh, I talked to my mother, she's deceased, but I talked to her. You did, dear. You did talk to her, and she did answer you. So all of you then should take this in stride that it is possible to connect with someone who has crossed over. It is possible. And please don't decide to chalk it up to your imagination. Chalk it up to a great opportunity between linear and nonlinear to have communication. All right. Our next question is coming from Paul. Can we influence time with the mind? Yes. Time is a fabricated thing. The timeline only really exists in this particular earth plane the way it is. Time is measured on other planetary moments, but because of the difference of its rotation around the sun, an hour would be longer or shorter. Um, A day would be not a 24-hour day, but maybe it's going to be a 48-hour day or a 36 or a 21 our day. It's depending on the positioning in the atmospheric qualities. Now, all of you have experienced an hour that seemed like it was a lifetime, that you thought the hour would never end. And then a lot of you have experienced an hour where it was like, what? That, it's over already? So the perception of time is what defines it in the linear. And you can influence it. By focusing and constantly watching the time you can indeed slow it down a little bit. And by focusing differently, you can speed it up a little bit. Now, this is not something that you just pick up as something that you do. It is something that is worked on and practiced. So if you are interested in the concept of time, it would be a good idea to see how much you can influence it with your mind. It's always a fun thing to do. And being out of time in the linear is something that's incredible. And we have talked of this before where we call it an out-of-time exercise, where you take like a weekend where you, from sundown on Friday to sundown on Sunday. You don't look at the time. You don't adhere to the time. You don't participate in its development. You don't do things during that 48-hour period that, require time. So that means no TV, no computer, no telephone. Just be for that length of time. An out-of-time exercise is very good practice for learning how to maneuver time better. But we say start with that exercise first. We've talked of it before. Maybe some of you have already done it. But it is something that will help you to learn how to influence time and its progression. Give it some thought and perhaps do the out-of-time exercise to see how you feel afterward. We think it's very freeing to be out of the timeline. 
and it's good for your consciousness to do so once in a while. So give it a try. See how it goes. All right, Veronica, that was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And, um, you know, I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. We'll try to get your question on the air. And, um, you know, give it a try. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Okay. Well, another day of the sun coming up. We want to encourage all of you to participate sometimes in a sunrise and a sunset. It is a good exercise and it's a beautiful moment to watch the sun come up over the horizon and realize that you have a fresh new day, a fresh opportunity to begin again if you need to. So we say participate. Get yourself up early the sun come up. It will remind you how magnificent the place that you're in is actually all about. And also watching a sunset is also a good exercise, psychologically too, because it is the end of a day, and if it wasn't that great of a day, you watch it come down, the sun go down and disappear, which means the opportunity is now rendering itself again and will come up tomorrow so you have new opportunity for a new day. Start appreciating where you're at. The earth, there's a lot of drama on it, yes, but there's also a lot of great beauty. The photosynthesis process, the biology process, the splitting of molecules, it's all very miraculous and beautiful. So start appreciating where you're at. Not so much the dramas, and sometimes a little vacation from drama is always good, too. So perhaps tomorrow or in some moment in the future, watch the sunrise and appreciate it. Watch the sun set and appreciate it. Look around you to see how much magic is really going on. Get caught up in the day, you forget that, and you don't focus on it and you forget about it. So start a new practice of appreciation and see what it brings you. Okay, thank you, Veronica, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We will be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye-bye.